Hope of the World, written by Methodist minister and professor Georgia Harkness. She lived from 1891, died in 1974. Submitted this text to the Hymn Society of America. It was searching for new ecumenical hymns to be introduced to the Second Assembly of the World Council of Churches that was held in Evanston, Illinois in 1954. And this hymn took first place out of over 500 submissions. Harkness based the text on the assembly theme, Christ, the Hope of the World. It's an example of ecumenical theology rightly expressed. It calls for unity around the person, words, and works of Christ and the failure of God's people to act according to this. It calls out to Christ to rectify our failures through his saving mercy and love. The hymn is grounded in Psalm 146, although there are many other passages. The point is, true hope and peace comes by the word of Christ. And we're with Pastor Mark Smith. Have you used this hymn before, and are you going to use it? Yeah, I've used this a lot, uh, and I'm going to use it this Sunday as the opening hymn. Uh, it's an uh, entirely different melody than the one that was, that was just played. Uh, it's, it's uh, I have to say, it's, it's uh, kind of a favorite of mine. Well, that's good. So without further ado, stanza one. Hope of the world, thou Christ of great compassion, speak to our fearful hearts by conflict rent. Save us, thy people, from consuming passion, who by our own false hopes and aims are spent. So, Christ is right at the very beginning. And we talk about Christ of great compassion. And we need that to speak to our fearful hearts by conflict rent. What does that mean? Well, I, I picture this hymn as being really appropriate at a time uh, such as now when we're, you know, our, our, the people, at least of America, are plagued with a lot of uncertainty. Um, the economy may be in trouble. Uh, we're, we're uncertain about things going on down at the border. We're, consume, we're concerned about the, uh, the epidemic and, and the, the health of our people. Um, there can be other issues, issues that, that tear us apart. You know, it talks about, uh, save thy people from consuming passion, uh, speak to our fearful hearts by conflict rent. You know, some of us feel like, you know, some of us get, we get, we get down, we get really anxious and, uh, we, we feel torn apart at, at when, when things are not going very well. And uh, I, I take this hymn as being an uplifting one, an encouraging one at times like that. If you're talking to children, they may not understand 
conflict rent because they right. hear the word rent dealing yeah. with loaning of houses and such. What is right. the word rent meaning it's, here? We're torn. We're torn by conflict. Yes. So, and, and you mentioned some of those conflicts and causes fear in our hearts. Yeah. And for some reason, and I can understand this, a lot of Christians who go to churches don't hear the message of law and gospel properly. And so their fearful hearts are not comforted by the messages that they are hearing. In fact, I just read an article about the Episcopal Church, and it has really lost a lot of members during the last few years. Um, and very few are being baptized in the whole church, and even fewer adult instruction. And I believe that's part of the very liberal point of view of the Episcopal Church. Oh yes, yeah. I mean, I mean, think of how think of how troubled of what you would miss the comfort in your life that you would miss if you were not baptized, if your kids were not baptized. You know, there's so much assurance in that. Um, just just that issue. Uh, and, and when these guys are not when these uh, unfaithful pastors are not preaching the law and the gospel, when people are led to think that. It's by what we do. We've got yes. to be better. We've got to be better Christians. You know, who can, who can live up to those standards? Who, like Paul says, who is sufficient for these things? We need to hear that we need to hear it is finished. We need to hear that Christ has washed away all of our sins, that Christ has done it all. Yes. A recent survey showed 70% of the population believes that you can be a good person without having to go to church. What yeah, do they well, mean gonna, by that? That's going to hit them sooner or later. Sooner or later, they're going to come to the realization that they're just, that they're, they're lost. They have no hope. They're not hearing the gospel. If they, you know, all of a sudden they realize, they wake up one day and realize, you know, I'm just, I'm just a, a poor, miserable sinner. And that's it. That's where it ends for them. Now, I know last week you preached on Mark 10, which continues this week. What are you preaching yes. on this week? I'm, uh, I'm taking a, a, a passage from uh, Revelation chapter 12 about, oh. the, you know, that old, that old dragon, and, and he attacks the, he attacks the, the, the church. I'm, I'm it's something, it's a, it's a free text. It's, it's not any of the appointed lessons. Right. Uh, it's something that I've been wanting to do. And, uh, you know, it's, I don't know. I'm taking I'm taking my cue partly from St. Michael and All Angels Sunday and partly from from the Reformation and even Halloween a little bit, you know, hobgoblins and that sort of thing. Oh, so you're going to wear a mask? No. <laughs> oh. I bet when you give out communion you will. That's right, I do. Yes. That's right. Well, Ecclesiastes 5 talk about really good with Mark 10. He who loves money will not be satisfied with money, nor he who loves wealth with his income. This yeah. also is vanity. Yes. 
And, That's especially uh, true when the when the dollar can lose its worth. I mean, it, you know, inflation reminds us that how how fleeting those things that we put so much stock in, how they yes. how they really are, and how many people lost money in, in the fall of the uh, economy not long ago. Yeah. All right. I'll read two. Hope of the world. God's gift from highest heaven, bringing to hungry souls the bread of life. Still let thy spirit unto us be given to heal earth's wounds and end our bitter strife. So talk about good law and gospel in this. Yeah. That have bitter strife. And every one of the verses begin with hope of the world yeah which yeah. a lot of politicians really use in order to get reelected trying to give people hope but the only hope that really is available in this world is through christianity jesus christ that's right yes yeah that is so true you know i mean you know, for them to take their cue from that and use it as I'm the I'm the one that can give you hope. You know, how, I know. You know how how uh, presumptuous and uh, vain that is. And uh, Christ is really the only hope when all things when all things are down. He's the hope that yeah. you want to cling to. A good politician can make laws that make it easier for people, but they also can make laws that make it a lot more difficult. Yeah. And a lot of times that's done because they need more money or they want to be reelected and therefore the they're listening to the wrong people. Yes. Yeah. So bringing to hungry souls the bread of life. Now, every time hope of the world is mentioned, it's always Jesus. Yes. So what is meant that he brings hungry souls the bread of life. Well, he is the bread of life. Yes. And he, he not only is the hope of the world, he he brings the bread of life. He is the bread of life. He's 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 wrapped up in all those uh it sounds like he's talking about different things, but he's not. He's talking he is the hope of the world, he is the bread of life, he's also the water of life. Uh that well of like Jesus said to that Samaritan woman uh, I'm the well of water uh, bubbling up to eternal life. He, yes. So all of those things apply to him. And the verse talks about that I'm going to leave another comforter, and that's in the line, still let thy spirit, referring to the Holy Spirit, yes. unto us be given. And what Georgia does is, she does talk a little bit about how that also heals earth's wounds and ends our bitter strife. Now, what kind of earth wounds would be healed by the bread of life? Uh, forgiveness of sins, defeating yes. death and the devil. That's uh, right. Uh, you know, a lot of times these, these writers, I mean, these Methodist writers in particular, will drift into the, the social justice aspect of that. And, and I, I think that might be one of the things that she's referring to here. But really, uh, the Holy Spirit, 
Christ and his Holy Spirit can heal Earth's wounds, but not always not always the way that these uh, that liberal theologians see it. Uh, the great healing that he's performed is washing away all of our sins, uh, giving us eternal life, uh, plucking us out of Satan's kingdom and and bringing him to his own. Uh, that's the healing that he does. And he can also do he can also heal our physical wounds as well. Make no mistake. I mean, uh, you can't put God in a box. He can still work miraculous healings even today. Yes. Um, what is the worst grief? a person can endure loss of a loved one yes exactly and that's a wound of earth that comfort comes about with a funeral sermon now you've been at this congregation for some time have you done a funeral yet you know you yeah you know you bring up a, we were just talking about i was just talking about this to my wife just last night i've been yes. there about 7 or 8 months now since march Wow. And uh, and I haven't had I haven't had a funeral yet. God bless God bless us. I feel like uh, you know I I just wonder how long that can last. But uh, but I haven't had a funeral at this church yet. I've been there for about almost eight months. And what's the church and address? It's uh, St. Paul's Lutheran Church of Wildwood. It's exactly. out on uh, Highway 109 uh, near the Chesterfield Airport. Uh, yeah, yeah, uh, it's, uh, just, it's a couple, mi- a couple miles south of Lafayette High School. Okay. Have you done baptisms? A couple miles north, rather, of Lafayette High School. Oh, yes, I've done baptism, yes. Yes, because babies keep getting born. In fact, I just set up, uh, arrangements for a baptism at one of the four churches I'm helping out with, and it just so happens that the father of the husband is a Lutheran Church, Missouri Synod pastor. And so they wanted to do the baptism on uh, Saturday because he has regular services Sunday. Uh And I said, I got no problem with that because, you know, I baptized four of my grandchildren. And then I was told for him, this will be his 13th grandchild that he baptizes. Wow. Wow. I know. Yeah, I always encourage bat- baptizing those little ones as soon as you possibly can. You know, I, I really, you know, baptism brings such blessing. When we're, I always remind my people, think about this: every last one of your sins, the last sin that you commit on your dying day, is already washed away in baptism. Yes. And when we give the absolution on Sunday morning. We're simply reminding those people of what has already taken place in their baptism. Now, and and if and and you know, look at it this way: uh, there's really only two realms, only two kingdoms. There's the kingdom of Christ, and the other kingdom. You know, you know where that that is headed. And yep. uh, the only way that you can be absolutely certain that that little baby is plucked out of that terrible realm and brought into the kingdom of Christ is baptism. Why would yes. anyone want to put that off? Yeah, I mentioned that in that baptism, the baby is adopted into the family of God and taken from the kingdom of Satan. Yes. So that's really good. All right, that, stanza three, please. Okay. Hope of the world, a foot on dusty highways, 
showing to wandering souls the path of light. Walk thou beside us, lest the tempting byways lure us away from thee to endless night. Great words. I'll tell you, she came up with great words, this uh, Georgia Harkness. Yes. Now, one word is highways. The other is byways. What's she saying there? Oh, let's see. The highways. Yes. The, the hope of the world, Jesus, is on the, is on the highways. But uh, don't walk beside us, Jesus, lest we take the tempting byways, lest we become distracted, lest we, lest we be well led away from you. Exactly. And that can occur when we bypass Jesus and go on these byways, which are contrary to the word of God. And we're beginning an adult instruction this Sunday morning at 7.30 a.m. And the point I'm going to be making is there is no commandment that every Christian doesn't break to some degree. That's because right. as the Sermon on the Mount says, we break commandments not just by doing something wrong, but even by saying something wrong or thinking something wrong. And That's Jesus right. uses the example of thou shalt not kill. And so that's how we actually are tempted by the byways and lured us from Christ to an endless night if we lose our faith. There are so many byways that we have to be warned of today, especially our kids. You know, this, this terrible, the terrible drug culture, the, the fentanyl that is, you know, these kids are, it's just, it's scary how they're surrounded by, by these temptations today. And, uh, and the I, I don't see how it's a temptation. Why would anybody take a drug? Well, I'm the same way. I can't see that either myself. That's just the way I was raised, and I was yes. never I, – I just never went anywhere near that drug culture. But it is, it is all around these days. You know, you, 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 whether, whether you're in public high school or whether you even go to a religious high school, even a Lutheran high school, don't kid yourself. Drugs are all around, and you really, you really have to uh, alert your kids and let them know about the pitfalls of life. And, Very good. Uh, and and always have to go back. Look, no matter what you're guilty of, no matter what you've fallen into, no matter what mistakes you've made, get back to Christ. He'll he'll welcome you with open arms. That needs to be drilled in those kids. There is no sin that he has not taken to the cross and atoned for. They need and that's to know. They need verse to know four that is talking about Christ. with hope of the world, who by thy cross did save us from death and dark despair, from sin and guilt. We render back the love thy mercy gave us. Take thou our lives and use them as thou wilt. Right. And, and that's called the life of sanctification. Yes. I'm reminded of another hymn. Take my life and let it be consecrated, Lord, to thee. Take my moment yeah. and my days. Let them flow in cheerful praise. You know, it goes through all those aspects of our life. Take it all, Lord Jesus. Make my life yours. Exactly. And I really like her first line, hope of the world 
who by thy cross did save us. That's right. Not by his example, but by the cross. And we're saved because he took upon himself our sin. Have you ever had a problem with when Jesus says, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Why would he be asking? I was listening to your... uh... Bible class, I think it was yesterday, where I, yes. I, I, always, I always thought that what he said, um, Eli, Eli, lama sabachthani, uh, my God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? You put a little bit different, maybe, maybe it's not really different, but you said it means, my God, my God, why have you left me alone? Isn't that what you said? That's the original Aramaic, and that's why uh-huh. he uses the Aramaic, uh-huh. and it is... Definitely from Psalm 22, and it's not a cry of despair. It's a cry of victory, because when you read Psalm 22, and David says that in his psalm, he then leads on that God hears his prayer and responds, which happens even on the cross when Jesus says, Father, into thy hands I commit my spirit. Yeah, Jesus is not only quoting the scriptures of the Old Testament, he's fulfilling them. Exactly. Well said. All right, will you read stanza five? Hope of the world, O Christ, or death victorious, who by this sign didst conquer grief and pain. We would be faithful to thy gospel glorious. Thou art our Lord, thou dost forever reign. Now, how will a child understand over over death victorious when he died? Right, right. How how Uh, would they understand that? He's not victorious if he died. He is because he tells you to point him to that, what he said to the thief on the cross next to him. He says, this very day, you'll be with me in paradise. I, I live on. I'll be with my Lord in, in paradise. I'll be with my Father in, in uh, paradise along with you, you, you uh, malefactor. So that's, uh, you know, he, he has, he has uh, he's died. God, is, God has died. Yes, make no mistake about it. Uh, and what happens three days later? Three days later, he rises from the dead. And that's how he's victorious over death. Yes, yeah. You know, and another line that you also- made. Another line you may want to explain to the kids is where it says, we would be faithful to thy gospel glorious. Would means we want to. We want to be faithful to thy gospel. It's not like, well, we would do this, but we can't or we won't. You know, it's, it's we, we want to, with all of our hearts, be faithful to thy gospel glorious. And what does that mean, to be faithful to the gospel? To be it in can't, can't be works. No. Be thou faithful unto death, and I will give unto thee the crown of life. And as Jesus says, um, if you continue in my word, you are truly my disciples, and you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. So being faithful to the gospel doesn't mean works as it means Believing the promises. Promises. Clinging to those promises for dear, for dear eternal life. Yes. And that's why Jesus, the last line is, you are our Lord and you forever reign. Right. And that's referring also to heaven. 
Yes. So you're going to be using it Sunday when you're talking about Revelation. Will you be able to bring it into the sermon? Oh, yes. Yes. Oh, yeah, easily. All you have to do is talk about his cross, his resurrection, forgiveness of sins, the Lord's Supper, holy absolution. You got it in there. It's all there. Yes. Well said. Well, thank you, Pastor Mark Smith. I'm Tom Baker, and you've been listening to Rumination Tuesday, Law and Gospel, where we examine a hymn. We'll be doing that next week for the 21st Sunday after Pentecost. Uh, Tomorrow we have an interesting Bible study we want to share with you, so tune in at 9.30 on Wednesday, Central Time. Till then... God bless you. Listen to Law and Gospel each weekday morning at 9.30 on KFUO. For a tax-deductible gift to Law and Gospel, please make your check payable to Concordia Mission Society and mail it to Tom Baker, P.O. Box 28910, St. Louis, Missouri, 63132. To give online, visit lawandgospel101.com or call toll-free 1-877-267-1962. Views and opinions expressed on Worldwide KFUO may not represent the official position of the management or ownership of KFUO, the Lutheran Church, Missouri Synod. If you'd like to comment on programs or topics heard on Worldwide KFUO, write us at KFUO, 1333 South Kirkwood Road, St. Louis, Missouri, 63122. You can also leave a question or comment on our comment line at 314-996-1542. We are the messenger of good news, Worldwide KFUO.